Okay, let's continue in Da'atev Unot. We're up to Ot Kafhe. If you recall, in Ot Kaf Dalid, Ramchal had just been discussing Shlemut and described how a certain level of deficiency is necessary in order for us to then achieve Shlemut. To be fully complete means that we achieve it on our own. In order to achieve it on our own, we need to, by definition, be born deficient and then be searching for that complete stature. How do you get to that and how is it that by so doing you get to hitta bekut or dvekut? Well, that's what he had described. And then he said, however, we need yet at the end of kaftalid ve'omnam kanan utrichim lehaktama ahat ikarit me'od we still need a certain fundamental, foundational hakdama. He's very, uh, very intent on hakdamot, uh, like a old school philosopher or kabbalist. He's got a hakdama on top of a hakdama on top of a hakdama before he, in some way, reels you back into his issue that he was uh, purportedly uh, interested in addressing. So here he goes. Amraha neshama umahi. So the neshama, in its continued conversation with the sechil, says, "So what's that introduction you want to set forth?" Of course, HaKadosh Baruch Hu could, had he uh, willed it so, uh, made humankind and all of creation with the utmost and absolute complete stature in place. And furthermore, if you're dealing with a, a perfect God, a Shalem God, so perhaps it would even be most appropriate for his creations to be complete as well. If we're to say about God that he is Shalem, He's complete. In all aspects, in all ways of completeness, well then his pe'ulot, his, his activities, should be shalem as well. And in turn, creation of humankind, of all of existence, should be shalem. There should not and should not be any deficiencies existent in our lives as human beings and the world as we know it. Ela, however, However, when God's chokhmah determined that it makes sense, that it's appropriate for humankind to complete themselves, he in turn created humanity, created the world, Haser Shlemut. This is already him leading us, and he'll spend a little bit more time developing and discussing this. It's the Kabbalistic term, which he won't call it that over here per se, of Simsum. It's HaKadosh Baruch Hu's way of being misamsim, taking out, quote unquote, the full effect purposefully. Right, you can talk about it from in the cosmic sense of God's ability to create something separate or seemingly separate from his utter and absolute existence in which it appears or we have an existence wherein we don't perceive divinity in all that we have. Or you could have it in this context, in the respect that he could make a cre- he could bring forth a creation which is inconsistent, so to speak, with his essence. His essence is shalim. To be misamsim means to withhold to exert what you might call a midat hadin in a certain rigidity of holding back uh, in the act of creation. So he says, Baraha biryota ille haserota shlemut, vahareze ki'ilu, it's as if, ikev midat shlemuto, as if he withheld his midah, his attribute of completeness, vituvo hagado shalola asok. 
kehok gedulata babiriot ha'ele. It's so to speak, seemingly as if God just withheld that ability to do the full toba. Toba in this context, tuboha gadol. I think like in Maaseh Bereshit of God seeing that it's tob. Tob in that context is not per se good. It's complete. Ela la'asotam be'otah techuna sherasaba it was rather God's plan, his, his lofty uh, understanding and perception that uh, an appropriate creation should be one in which the direction, the trajectory is one in which they're seeking the achievement of completeness and they're not born into a reality of completion, of completeness. Does, does he, this, is this in a... Um statement specifically, or the, the concept, specifically with respect to individuals only, or would he apply the same thing to mankind as a race? Explain. I mean, that... Meaning that mankind's, the, 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 mankind is on a progression towards Shlemut as a, as a, a humanity, or is this just a, a statement with respect to an individual being, you know, effectively created with the ability to progress and right. with the goal of progressing. I think it has to be both. I think it has both. to be both. Yeah. Well, it's not per se the same thing. Like, he's asking more perspective. A lot of people will tell you humanity has devolved from that standpoint right. and not evolved. Your achievement society's achievement. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, the question is, I, I mean, again, he's not stating, and, and that's up for grabs to determine this, whether we've actually been moving in that direction or not. Um, but I, I do think he would accept it on both. Uh, the, the general concept of simsum needs to be, according to this determination, according to this conception, relevant to everything, quite literally everything that's existent in a world that we know. In a finite world, it means that whether I'm speaking collectively or individually, they're dealing with deficiencies and a general movement or a hope of a movement toward uh, that complete shalemut uh, no, no. state. Yeah. I, 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 it's interesting, and it's, for me, it's, is that because he's talking about how God would create with shalem, right? Yes. And there's this idea, for me, concept of we have meat grains but we utilize only a certain percentage, a very small percentage. Right. If we had the ability to utilize the full percentage, right. then maybe meaning we're created in Shat Shlemut, but right. the deficiency is that we just don't utilize Right. So I, so I, wa- I want to develop that right? point meaning over the course of my direction here tonight, okay. which we'll be building off of his words, is to develop that sort of, of point, Dory, and that is, again... The, the description of a potential within which we're implanted almost right. in a full sense with the Shalemut, and yet it's suppressed, right? right? In other words, it's a description not of just being deficient and then seeking it, quote, from the outside. It's rather internal. You know, the way you're yes. describing it is a brain capacity which can be utilized to its maximum but is being minimized in its, in its uh, abilities. Yeah, I mean, it's, it will be, in my mind, the direction of the Hachamim through and through in the description of creation. I look at it not in a static way, but more or dynamically, meaning as time evolves, the purpose is to grow. If you define that uh, original uh, creation is already perfect, there is no place for growth, 
And because there's no place for growth, there won't be any place for creativity. And without creativity, there's a static right. reality in which... So you, can't, you can't look at the methodology. And the fact that uh, I think Rambam presented that animals are, are pre-programmed and created, but humans are given uh, a mind and then let go yes. to... Provide yes, the dot their, or their the nishama of humanity. To entertain God and as he sees what happens. Yeah, so here it is, and he continues, Vekan nichlelet yedi'a'aheret. And he says, in, uh, just in a s- small and, and, and nuanced, different direction, but the same idea, It's the same of the hachamim when they doresh, this name of God, Shindal idyot shaddai, God said to a, a quickly expanding world and expanding in the, the respect of to the, uh, to the full capacity, to the complete state. In other words, uh, if I'm not mistaken, physicists do claim today that the universe is expanding. So that doesn't, although it could, but that doesn't negate these words. The description over here is not per se in the physical sense, it's in the qualitative sense. In other words, the world was progressing, which is a fascinating way that, that the Hachamim envisioned that already. They describe it as the world progressing. Oh, what do you mean the world was progressing? God's words did it all. A description of almost, he spoke, he set into motion, and it was going in the direction already toward completeness, and then he stops it, right? He stops it. Again, if you read that literally, it's that the heavens were expanding, which again, whatever that means, and I don't, I, I asked Gerald Schroeder the one, the two times that I met him what that means. Mean yeah, twice. I don't understand anything, you know, whatever. But I, I asked him about this. I said, I heard that the uh, universe is expanding. What are we expanding into? Does well, what he's a, what, a physicist? Yeah, he's a, a, a Jewish, uh, you know, writes a lot on these sorts of matters. And Genesis God and the Big Bang and so forth. Genesis and the Big Bang. So, uh, so I said, what are we expanding into? I said, I could say, you know, he's mekomoshel olam, God. Are we expanding into him? I mean, what does that even mean? So he says, it's one of those things you can say the words and we can't really understand what that means. What are we expanding into? Is space expanding into what? What lies outside? Anyway, until God yells at them and tells them to stop doing so. God certainly could have perfected and uh, been more complete in his creation. And if God wanted to do it based on uh, the quality of his activities, of him, he as the creator, there would be no measurement. They would be infinite. They would be identical or, you know, commensurate to him. He rather separated the po'el, the doer, from that which is done. He determined the appropriate measurement for each creation. First and foremost, God determined with creation that creation won't be commensurate to the Creator. In other words, it will be 
finite, where he is infinite. And furthermore, within their own creations, they were also deficient. In other words, they're not infinite, but even within the realm and the domain of humanity, of uh, animals, of anything and everything, there's even further simsum or a different dimension of simsum. So he mentions this twofold uh, uh, description and understanding of simsum. That's, those are his words. So that really was his step forward in this hakdama. It's setting forth for us nothing that we didn't necessarily see coming already, because he did describe to us already that shleimut is to be achieved by being deficient. He described to us the nahamad de kisufa. Mm-hmm. That, right, if you have no that, room to grow. That, 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 that's right. And so, and so you have that vulnerable state of being when you realize that you were given everything. And in turn, if you recall, this is the first class, and in turn, you want to achieve on your own. So we know it means there was going to be a certain deficiency. But he further fleshed it out. He broadened the perspective in this a bit. So I'd, I'd like to just take a few moments to expand his his description and this description of Simsum in its uh, most basic sense, if you could say those words, um, uh, through these sources. So first and foremost, it's the Gemara that he cited. It's Gemara in Masechet Hagigan, Daf Yod Bet, Amud Aleph. V'hainu da'amar eshtakish, mai dikhtiv ani el Shaddai. What does it mean when God States, I am Kel Shakai. Anihu Shamarti La Olam Dai. There's the statement I said to the world. Sufficient, enough. It's interesting, it's significant, and it's purposeful that in the context of Berit with the Avot, God invokes this name. Right? God, when he turns to Abraham before Berit Mila, Ani El Shaddai Hitalech Lefanai It's an introduction of Berit by definition means this is a two sided deal. I need you in this. As a result, I'm telling you, I purposefully created you and all of existence deficient. And as a result, that's I'm entering into a birit. That's what I'm certain it's all about. And every one of the birits that are that are affected by God with the avot, specifically with Abraham, but you'll have it with Yaakov, you have it with Yitzhak. That's why we use that name in the context of birit, because purposefully God stayed. I mean, think about it in the physical sense, right? Think about it in the biakivan antuninus sense, right? Biakivan antuninus. Why are we created without a birit milah? If a birit milah does, quote unquote. Uh, represent our full state of being. So what's the answer? God needs us to do it. Again, it's shamati li'olamidai. God is turning to us. But in the broader sense, that's what a bidit with God, which is a novelty, if I'm not mistaken, of Torah, that God, so to speak, doesn't admit to it, but creates a deficiency within which he turns to us and asks us to complete it. And, and, and it's the ironic it's the ironic statement, by the way, of God to Abraham. You should be Tamim. Again, there's an irony on top of an irony. I'm Shaddai, you make the Tamimut, and how are you gonna affect the Tamimut? With a blemish to yourself, right? I mean, of course it's What's that? Signature. signature is good. I mean, I, okay, I called it an ironic reality. It's not so ironic. You're right. Okay, we'll call it a signature. And, it's, and ultimately speaking, it's not. Right, right. Why, why, why is there, I mean, maybe you'll just say it is in the story of Bidishi, but in the actual creation, right, there's, there's no, at least as I've seen, or that we're pointing to, no rem is to it. To Tsim or to, well, to, to this deficiency? Yeah. Oh, so I, I, I am 
over the course of this class going to, in my mind, throw throw a little at you right. in that but respect. I'm, I'm saying pre, pre-Gan Eden rejection right. situation. Like, in the, the only thing, in the... the only thing you have, you, you do have the following. You have the rabbis uh, finding. So the rabbis have it in the famous midrash of the etz piri ose piri. It was yes. supposed to it quote be complete, right. and it doesn't come out. That is again, ironically, quote against the will of God, a reality which is insufficient, which is deficient. So you have it over there. You have it in the context rabbinically as well of the levana. The moon was supposed to be complete. It was supposed to be the same size as the sun. The moon rebels in its statement of how can I share the crown together with the sun and God. Minimizes right. it. Well, I'm lacking something. So we Correct. Now, in in the specifics of the words of the Torah, with regards to the deficiencies, you do not have. And with respect to Adam specifically, you have the expressed Selim Hashem, right? Yes, but. I think there's no but there. No, I have a but. You may have a but. Yeah, I will have a but over the course and, of this class. We're looking at the first time. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll tell you my butt already. This my Shem butt. Hashem doesn't show up in Bereshit. That's correct. Well, Bereshit is going to focus more on the Elohim, on the strength of God and creation, and less on the deficiency. The deficiency will then realize in the world of humanity. Prior to I envisioning... I, I don't understand the... the stories. Uh, it, wait till all the way till Abraham to say... I mean, it is, it is, it is, it is bi- biblically speaking, Abraham is the first to actually get involved in the deficiencies God. and be looking to complete them. I mean, it's the derashah the hachamim as well. Behibaream, don't read it as behibaream, but rather be'avraham. It's the same statement because Abraham comes to complete it. Um, again, in my mind, uh, but but maybe I'm maybe I already bought into the system and I'm just defending it, you know, without being uh, uh, unbiased. It goes like this: the Torah, in its description of creation prior to humanity, will not call attention to the deficiencies because those are insignificant in that context. It's, true, it's only in the context of humanity mm-hmm. that I'm now going to open your eyes, to open your eyes through the text, and say, "Well, by the way, there is deficiencies. There were deficiencies," and I'm turning turning. To humanity, and I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna present that in the gun. It's written for us. But but uh, again, it's written for us. But I, I, again, I I might not be fully defending it over here, but it's written for us without that message in its initial iteration. Its initial iteration is to lead us into a gun wherein we see little deficiency, although, again, there is a rem as to deficiency over there, and then, quote, real world, where I'll expose you to deficiency. Why present it in such a fashion? Along the lines of Dory, because I'm going to begin you with a potential. I'm going to begin you with a world you can envision. I understand the rationale for it. I understand the rationale. You just want it in creation. I I want to see a suggestion of it in creation. Right. Rather than the closest. I am going to create. The closest I will come to it. The closest I gotcha. So the closest I'll come to it is this. All right, and I'll say it now. Uh, Go to. I don't mean to ruin the. No, all good. Uh, It's it's all right. Go to thirteen. That's all right with me. Go to thirteen. Vayomer Adonai Elohim. Still in the gun. Right. No sin. Lotob. Tob is the word for complete in creation. He is not complete. I will now create for him 
another being. Now pause for a second. That will give him a complete a complete nature. Certainly, rabbinically speaking, it's hard to imagine that because the Gemara that I'll cite now will go. Let's be fun out of order. Source number six is the description, and Jack used to be very fond of quoting this Gemara that humanity was not humanity that Adam was melokolaaretz that he was from heaven from earth up to heaven from one size of the world. But it can't mean in the you know I wasn't buff like that. It means in terms of his capabilities. If you're now introducing another. By definition, that's cramping his space, is it not? It's now minimizing his space, which right. means, ironically, this is my spin on it, that the completeness of humanity will only be born from the deficiency inherent in a soulmate. Do you understand what I'm suggesting? I'm suggesting that... Go ahead. In Perek Aleph, in Perek Aleph, you have Zachar Nekeva Barautam, but you don't have a description, you don't have an expression of Lotoveyot Adam Levadon as in Perek Bet. In Perek Bet, I have an initial an initial creation of Adam. Then I have an expression of God, but he's not complete. How am I going to complete him? I will bring forth another one, which will cause deficiency, and that will bring forth completeness. You mentioned the word that was very important, that was deficient in the first... Videos, the Haribit Nikababa Alkan, there was no expression. He lacked the expression. Adam. Adam. Understood. Understood. So he is a way to define. Understood. Again, but fundamentally for our purposes, 100%. And that's the Lotob Hayotad I'll go even a step further in this context. Thinking about it both rabbinically and biologically and philosophically even, the expression of humanity as male and feminine is generally speaking envisioned as the male possessing, this is the way the Harambam quoted, if I'm not mistaken, from Plato, the Kabbalists are very fond of doing so. It seems to be hinted at in source number 14 by Rabbi Akiva, if read through a specific prism, as the following and I'm going to speak about it biologically, the male side in reproduction possesses the potential, almost an infinite potential. But the potential without the reception, without the incubator, if you will, of of the female, is not going to be able to manifest itself in a practical this-world sense. But what you've effectively done is take an absolute potential of male and confined it to what we call surah, the form of female. Am I being clear? It's the words of Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva points out that ish has a yod in it, and isha is the word ish with a he. And again, this is Kabbalistically, but Sefer Yisirah, which was around already then, makes similar statements. The yod, which is representative of... Yes, but in, in the, if, if we're getting into the Sifirot, it's the Sifirah of Chokhmah, mm-hmm. it touches on Keter, that's a description of absolute potential, a spark which lays potential forth in an unconfined, unconstrained way. That's the Yod, a little mark on the page. Can you imagine what a dot on a page has the potential to become? But then when you put the Resh around it and turn it into a He, you've given it the boundaries above and on the side, and by so doing, the He of the Isha gives it almost the Bina, gives 
it the form? That's the description of Rabbi Akiva, in my mind, in distinguishing between Isha and Isha. But again, what that's describing is the tob of Adam, of a homer, of a tohu vavohu initial creation, which, by the way, the Targum has Bereshit bara Elohim. Bereshit is Behochmeta. It's in Targum Yerushalmi. With Chochma, with the absolute potential, you begin with a tohu vavohu existence. And then, and that's the brain that has the full capacity, but then as you give it form, as you minimize its potential, you bring forth the potential, ironically now, for it to reach completion. Again, the beginning of absolute potential, a full paradox. expression there. The paradox being that by then minimizing it, bringing yeah, those women life. into our life, right, we've now confined... But ironically, I remember the conversation the with, my, with one of my brothers prior to his marriage in which, I mean, I could have gotten philosophical then, but I just spoke very practically. He said to me, I'm losing my freedom. I said, you're right. And he said, no, but I, why would I want to give up on my freedom? I said, because you'll gain so much more. I said, so it's one expression of freedom and you'll be able to express yourself through a loving marriage as he has yeah. in a completely different way. But that's what it is in a much larger sense in this philosophically speaking. That's what you're talking about over here. It's the description of the Gemara Masech Minachot describing Olam Haba as the world created with a Yod and Olam Hazeh, the world created with a He. Olam Hazeh confined, Olam Haba infinite. Funny because marriage and procreation really allows us to be act more in the way of Boreola. Indeed, and with that, Indeed. with that, Victor, I bring you to source number sixteen. You walked right into it. Source number sixteen is mm-hmm. Which, of course, is an expression of bringing forth another creation, acting like God, reaching Shlemut, which ironically can only be achieved through an initial stage of Hisaron, which is born forth through the yeah. uh, through the Lotov Heyot Adam Levado Esodelo Ezekinigdo. That's so the closest I come, Kinigdo, Joey. By the way, okay. No, uh, if I, you read it like that, no, no, the no, no, Pashtanim no. don't get bothered. No, I don't mean that. I know you're going to be Rashi that Kinegdo. It's actually separate from him. No, no, oh, no. Okay. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Kinegdo, the concept of you're talking about now you're being limited because right, right. That's what I said. You're going to go yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, the but friction that allows you to the move fr- forward. Yeah. Correct. So, so uh, the, what I mean by by all this, Joey, and this is this is new to me. It's a new thought to me, is that even prior to, and he, both Ramchal and even the Gemara will only describe this finite, this deficient reality of the world as post sin in Gan Eden. I have it as even prior to it. It was already implanted there, uh, albeit in perhaps a smaller way. I mean, you know, there's, uh, the potential is still strong, the capacity is still great, but it's already there. The creation of a mate, of a soulmate, is already the description of, I'm confining you, and by so doing, leading you to top. Do, do, yeah. Do we define... So I think this is a really important distinct, potential distinction. Do we define confined or limited as the same as not shalem? I am. Because how it, would you describe it differently? If if that's if that's the a synonymous definition, then I question whether we can even accept the proposition that God could have created. Adam without boundaries. Without boundaries. Because then at that point, aren't you just creating God? yourself? Right. 
is that pasuk the rabbis always turn to, which means to say there had had to be, although it's not it's not glaring in the text, something I guess you'll argue the physical side, uh, which which distinguishes humanity from from divinity at that stage. I can't explain it fully, but I, I can say those words. Those are different concepts. Meaning limited and imperfect don't have to be the same. There's, there's they could work perfection together, within your limits, which right. I don't think Adam had, and Adam then has to strive for perfection within the limits of being Adam, right? Right. But at some point you get to lawyer any Adam Baha'i, right? You, there are limits. That it, doesn't mean that you haven't achieved I think that's the right. perfection of your form. Within your form. I think that is but what I he's saying. But I think it's different than, than limits. And because so, he's just saying that I'm, that I'm, I'm mixing terminology um speaking i'm speaking right. as if they're the same they can, right. they do work conceptually the same but they're but but i'm but i'm confusing the two in other words adam's very creation as let's call it a material physical essence is already his not shlemut and i'm i'm pushing it further and saying even within his world of physicality he was confined further uh, point taken. I, you know, I, that, that might even be his twofold stage of saying. Initially, it creates him, and then within that, that's you know, we might even be touching on the words of Ramchal with that. Just saying, there are st- there there are different vantage points with regards to not being shalim. First and foremost, you're not shalim. You're not like God. How are you not like God? You're physical. So that's stage yeah, one. Yeah, limits. Right. And stage two is even within your world of physicality, I'm limiting. Because you're not God, but you can be maximum potential as a as as a physical being. So my my pointing to Hava of of, of this Isaac <clears throat> and is on that second edge. It's an additional limitation. The initial creation, and, and I'm not even certain if this is the way you're going. The initial creation of Adam as being a physical being is already the well, statement yeah, of right. statement of not that's, being Shalim. That's how I wanted to answer him actually. Yeah. But, but, right. You're saying it's an additional limitation? Yes. Within the realm of physicality of humanity? Within the of humanity. Yeah, that's that's how he's fine-tuning what I'm saying. Back to his initial question, why doesn't he see Kel Shakai in the first story? Because the the first pedic has nothing to do with the second pedic, because the first one is macro, and the second one is micro. So when you're talking on a macro level, it's always Elohim and Yud Kevavke. Those major concepts happening. When you're talking micro, Kel Shakai, you're talking about limitations. So you're already limiting on a macro level, because you're making it seem soon from Hashem, and making the universe possible. But, but when, and when then you're answering, he... so it's answering the micro. So, so Jack says, Jack says the very essence of creation aside from God. Quote unquote, whatever oh, that means, other? is already limited. Is talking presumably about Perik right. Aleph. Yeah, that's the way that it's the way the Hachamim are describing it. He's right. That's that's why he raised this question. Right. The Hachamim are saying Shemati lo adam mitai. Look at his next statement. Rish Lakish says Veshash Barak Kadosh Baruch Hu Tayam. Where is that? Right here, source number one, the end of the first line. Veshash Barak Kadosh Baruch Hu Tayam. 
Why does he say it like that? Why doesn't Why doesn't Eretz say, well, which, which, "I created a world"? He's not Tom quoting is, a pasuk. So he's just talking about Eretz Yisrael. Is he talking about No, the Midrash talks. About, he quoted it from the Gemara. The Midrash. No, no, that's well, that's. According to the footnote. No, no, Kamoshi Midrash. He does have the wrong. Well, it says Hagiga Yod Gimal. Right, it's really Yod Bet. That's interesting. Right? But the quote, see, the Midrash, I that's, think, that's, is that's, fa- that's, that's Feldheim's fault. Yes, I think. Um, I, I, I assume so because. I, unless I got it wrong, but I didn't. I opened, I opened to the Gemara this point. Right? That's correct. <laughs> so right. And um, the, this, I think, is Kamosh Katuba Midrash. That's the Midrash Tan Choma. All he's quoting from the Gemara, Shaddai Shamar Le Olam Odai. It doesn't go further than that. But the, the midrash talks about the, the guy uh, comes the after, and I, ha- I have a similar midrash on the page. Elokim and Yerkevavke are working to completion. This one four. But then Keshakai comes in and says, "No, stop." So what's the issue? Point taken. All Jack is, uh, all Joey's asking, not asking, is pointing out is if you wanted to talk about Simtum, talk about the initial stage of Simtum, which you're describing and he's accepting as the very creation. So right. why then, if, if, the, if the designation of deficiency of Shakai is uh, that there's simsum, so why doesn't Bereshit Perek Aleph talk about Shakai throughout? Because that in and of itself is simsum. Why is it that Shakai is specifically in the realm of deficiency while I'm already in the because physical realm? Because it's Brit. Shakai is always... Connected to Brit of hum- human All right, I mean, we're, we're circling yeah. on this, but uh, I, 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 point taken. But again, what more than anything, what Joey has done for us is he's highlighted this twofold tzimtzum that Ramchal has been talking about, right? He mentioned it twice that there was a tzimtzum in it not being like God, that will translate as it's physical. And then the second part is, I'm, I'm not infinite, meaning because it's physical, the second part is within its domain, it is also finite. And that's what we're demonstrating from the Gemara. That's what I'm demonstrating from Adam and Hava already in the Gan. All right, well, that being the case, just a few other, because you know my punchline was the Adam and Hava, so I kind of blew my punchline in terms of the excitement over here. But I have a few other now tidbits along the way. It's no longer building up to it. But uh, there are a few other a few other. Uh, uh, pointers uh, to, ha- to be had over here with regards to Shamati Lo'olamidai. There's the Pasuk at the beginning of Parashat Va'era, when God turns to Moshe and tells him, Va'era Shemot Perek Vav Pasuk Gimal, here is source 2, El Avraham, El Yitzhak Le'Yaakov, Be'el Shaddai, Ushmi Adonai, Lono Da'ati Lahem. He says, I spoke to the forefathers in Berit, I will add, with Kel Shakai, but I didn't speak about Yod Kevavke, says Rashi. Kel Shakai was, I told them I'm going to fulfill something. Yodke Vavke is my essence. I'm going to fulfill it now with you, Moshe. Which makes a lot of sense with the vantage point of Resh Lakish. Resh Lakish says that is Kel Shakai. Kel Shakai is the creation of something quote unquote deficient, something incomplete. So that's Kel Shakai. Now I'm going to finish it off. That's my essence. That's the Yodke Vavke. The Midrash here in source number four has. Um, a, a twofold, and I'll just uh, bring in a little bit of a, a spin on this, nothing too surprising, as a twofold description to Kel Shakai. The first description here in Bereshit Rabbah here, Mem Vav Gimal, is what's Kel Shakai? The first explanation, the middle of the first line here, Ani hu shamati la'olami v'lashamayim dai. Right, you see it over there, Itai, you have it already. Shamati la'olami v'lashamayim, and then afterwards, la'aretz dai. Okay, so I told 
it all to halt, to pause. So that's the initial one. I call that din. We call that simsum. Listen to the second explanation. It's just fascinating. I noticed this some time ago. Tanet mishum Rabbi Lazar ben Yaakov. What is it? Again, the word die is sufficient, right? Enough. You know, uh, it happens to be my, my uh, we have a, a close friend of the family who moved to Israel years ago. My parents loved to tell this story, and they went to Ghana, and they came back hysterically crying after the first few days. They said the head of the, the, the woman at the head of the Ghana is just a very bad lady. So they said, why? Yeah. This was in Israel. Well, an American family who moved to Israel. What, what's, what's going on? What's wrong? Ghan meaning them. The school. Ghan meaning uh, kindergarten. Yeah. I don't know, whatever. It's nursery. And said, uh, every time kids do something wrong, the teacher tells them they have to die. Because the teacher would say, die, die, enough. And the American heard it as, drop dead. Anyway, here, <laughs> This alternative explanation to Shakai is, I cannot be sufficiently encapsulated in this world. It means I'm streaming through this world, at least this is my reading of it, but I can't be held in this world because I go beyond space. So fascinatingly, it's the same word of she'amarti die from opposite perspective. One is the eminence, the emergence, the chesed, the unconstrained fluidity of God and the other one is that constraining side, the confining no, but it's side. The pr- it's perspective because we're yeah. It's, of course, one's looking at it from the olam, from the olam. Of course, from which olam. means to say, at least in in my understanding of it, and it's it's something we know and something the Hachamim stress. It's this Rashi Bereshit bara Elohim et Hashemayim et Haaretz. Right, the pasuk says in Bereshit Perik Aleph, pasuk Aleph, Elokim, God's name as Elokim, which is always envisioned by the rabbis as Midatadin. Bereshit Perik Bet, pasuk Daled, the day of creation, Hamdrath, Hashem Elokim. Why in one place Hashem Elokim, which is really, quote, his name throughout Perek Bet, why in Perek Aleph is it is Elokim, says the Midrash, and listen to the words, I'm sure you've noticed in the past, but it's always worth reviewing it and making this point, says the Midrash, initially, quote, unquote, God thought to create with Midatadim. I translate that as rigidity. I will translate that as a certain strict liability confining way. He saw that the world could not exist in such a fashion. Siref eleha, shitef eleha rather. Leshatef means, leshatef peula means to partner. He partnered it with rahamim, Hashem Elokim. And that's how creation came about. I bring you to Dory's analysis from earlier. It means to say God creates with a full brain. He then injects within that brain a certain deen, which means the confining part. It means we're born with the full capacity for shlemut. It might not ever be realized in our lifetime, but it began in that fashion. It began in a gan wherein, yes, physically constrained. However, in terms of capacity within, let's call it the human domain, an absolute potential, and then that minimized, we'll call it post-sin, we can call it with the birth of Hava, there's already that being minimized, which ironically, again, opens the potential for then the expansion to Shlemut, 
That's what the Hachamim are doing in the statement as well. So it means Adam is created, he has this full potential. That's the Rahamim. However, it's confined immediately with the Deen. And again, all within, I'll repeat again, within a physical, constrained, you know, limited uh, atmosphere. But that's the description through and through of the Hachamim. Ironically then, Shaddai has the capacity and is at once both Deen and Rahamim. Right, because by definition, the constrained capacity that you have is your ability to then expand it. You're born with the full potential. They not die enough. God, the world has this streaming capacity of God, but the only way to realize it is through then the narrowing in of she'amati lo'olam die. It's just through and through this back and forth of uh, you know, the Homer and the Surah of the, the potential sprouting forth, then being pe- plugged up uh, only to burst forth. The truth is, however, and just to portray this, and I'll conclude with this, to portray this with regards to, at least in the eyes of the rabbis, you see, the description then is, again, the brain, which has a full capacity, but then is meat-brained. And then, uh, you know, we kind of, uh, we kind of use only a certain amount of it and not able to or don't maximize the potential to uh, spread out. Could you, would you find in the eyes of the rabbis a domain or domains wherein we still have a remnant of a, a bygone era of absolute uh, potential? In other words, if we're describing the beginning of it all as not deen, but the rahamim, which has a patch of deen on it, in other words, the absolute potential, live your life in a way in which you have the shlemut, you're rising, you're transcending above the physical constraints themselves. Ah, it's true, you are physical, but you're going to be able to rise above this as much as physically possible. Uh, well, uh, can, can we, do we, in the eyes of the rabbis, have anything that remains? So I have this obsession of noticing the fact that in Gan Eden, we are purposed to do which means to say avoda and shemira are the operative words of that life of absolute potential prior to God, quote unquote, placing his hand and minimizing us. The Torah, in its clever way, in its infinitely clever way, uses those words in two other circumstances. One is by Shabbat, Sheshet Yamim Ta'avod, and Shamorit Yom HaShabbat Lekadesho. The other one is in the context of the Mishkan. The Mishkan, the job of the Levim, as the Torah says, the beginning of Sefer Bemidbar is Mishmeret HaMishkan and La'avodet Avodat HaMishkan. So you have those words repeated in two separate contexts for good reason. It's the vision, the perspective we're supposed to have that when you tap into a Shabbat atmosphere in terms of time, when you tap into a Mishkan atmosphere in terms of space, you're tapping into the absolute potential of Emet and Sheker of the Gan. Well, in that, each of those contexts, something that occurred to me this morning, you find the following. The Gemara in Masechet Shabbat Daf Kufiot Chet Amudalf in source number seven says that Amar Biochanam Ishum Rebiose Kolam Meaneget Shabbat, the person who properly uh, enjoys Shabbat, does an onik Shabbat. Notnim lo, your reward is nahala belimesarim, an infinite inheritance. Would you know it? It goes beyond the confines of space. It's true we're dealing with a capacity of beyond the confines of time, but we're dealing with a olam, excuse me, a gan'edin capacity. That's the capacity of rahamim, of Hashem, without the elokim, of quote unquote, I hate to say it, it sounds wrong, of Adam without a hava. You're dealing with 
the time and place during which you can transcend. Well, that's going to be Shabbat in the eyes of the rabbis. And in the Mishkan, it's a Gemara in Masechet Megillan, Daf Yod Amud Bet. If I'm not mistaken, it comes up in Masechet Sukkah one, at one point as well. The rabbis envisioned the Aaron, based on their reading of the Pesukim, as not being able to exist within the parameters and the dimensions of the Mishkan. The only way it was there was a transcendent way above spatial confines. Which means to say again, the Mishkan, the Gan within this world, the Shabbat, the Gan within this time, time in this world, they were the maximum capacity. They were the, and, and are, so to speak, the non-Tzimtzum realm. Why do I mention these? I mention these as, as, as a means to understanding in some way this concept of a world wherein there is no Tzimtzum. So there is that potential for Shlemut. You'll tap into it in specific circumstances. You will, and we will, in our own lives, experience situations wherein, and, and, and we tell about it, and we hear about those situations where a person was able to transcend, in some way or fashion, the confines of space and time. It's what the rabbis describe, time and again, it's what the Hasidim certainly were very excited about describing, that's kfisat haderech, that's the ability to go from one place to another, that they're describing for all intents and purposes, not moving quickly, but just outdoing space. How do you outdo space? What sort of reality is that? Well, if we do have that absolute capacity, if it's a world of no tzimtzum, if you've, if you've brought yourself to, quote, a state of shlemut, so then there is. I mean, you're just in all places at once. And as a result, you open your eyes and you can be, in quote, a different place instantaneously because you are all over the place. But fundamentally, just to piece it all together and to bring it back to the words of Da'at of Ramhal, Ramhal is describing for us over here this Kabbalistic notion of tzimtzum. It's a fundamental for the Kabbalist. It speaks to, for the Kabbalist, generally speaking, more than just hard to say these words. More than just our capacity as humanity to come to Shlemut, it describes for them the essence of existence wherein God could bring forth something beyond himself, quote unquote, whatever that means, different than himself. But for Ramhal, it's a description of that ironic tease, that ironic uh, dichotomy of, on the one hand, living in a world of deficiency, on the other hand, only having the capacity for completeness because we're in a world of deficiency. In the words of Mr. Salama from earlier, without that deficiency, we're static. Without that, there's no movement toward completeness. The achievement of completeness needs to be exactly that, needs to be achieved. Without creativity, well, then we lack the capacity uh, to become Shalim. It's the description, again, of Adam and Havav. Adam being Lotob. Why is he not Tob? He's all over the place. He is everything. He encapsulates it all. That's not Tob. That, by definition, means he's not Shalim. And by making him an as Victor said, will now be able to act godlike and bring forth future creations. Amen. Amen.